Kia and welcome to the Hill Country Futures Partnership Program podcast series designed to equip New Zealand Hill Country farmers with decision-making tools and the best forage options for a whole farm system approach, which in turn future-proofs the profitability, sustainability and well-being of our pastoral farmers. I'm your host for this series, Seraperium Lamp, proud to support thriving hill country communities. Well, in this episode of the Beef and Lamb Hill Country Futures podcast, we're going to be talking to Dr James Milner, who is a senior lecturer at Massey University's School of Agriculture and the Environment. James was involved with the Hill Country Futures Programme on the Resilient Forages for the Future project that involved assessing natives as alternative forage source. James, tell us a little bit about what led to this trial and what goals you set out for the research. Uh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, I think that the thing that which really led to this was... Um, an expression of interest by a lot of farmers, especially hill country farmers, in different approaches to utilising some of their less productive, you know, steep, erosion-prone hill country. Um, you know, can they plant natives? Um, what's the success rate? How do they perform? And you know, potentially down the down the track, might they actually graze them? Can we actually put livestock in, in amongst some of these natives? And um, what happens if we do? Um, the goals, well, we just wanted to make sure that we were able to measure uh, how successfully these shrubs establish um, and how fast they grow, you know, uh, height growth, diameter growth, and how much foliage they produce. And if we're contemplating grazing them, um, we were certainly interested in the quality, the metabolizable energy content or the digestibility, and also the protein content. Um, what happens when we put uh, sheep in amongst them? Um, what sort of browsing occurs, and really importantly, um, how do these shrubs uh, respond or how do they recover after they have been browsed? Um, and another aspect to this uh, study was um, a look at the Mataranga Māori of these shrubs. Um, you know, Māori have been utilising these shrubs for uh, a long, long time, uh, and, and there is some traditional knowledge out there, and, and some of it may be um, relevant, some of it may be useful for um, you know, current use thinking. And we have a really great podcast with a member of your team, Joe Rowe-Piha, uh, as well, around this topic. So when it came to doing the research, how did you go about choosing the sites and the areas? You, you mentioned there around erosion control. Whereabouts did you undertake some of this research? Yes, yeah, so we've got um, sites close to the campus here at um, Massey University in Palmerston North. So just alongside the campus, we've got... Um, uh, a number of farms, and one of those is the number four dairy farm, which has got some steep escarpments on it. And um, so we've utilised the site there, um, mainly because it's so very convenient. And about 10 minutes away, um, we have uh, Tuaparka, which is our hill country farm. Uh, and so we've got a quite a steep uh, site there, which is, has certainly eroded in the past. Um, and we've also got a, a more remote site um, on the east coast at Mahia, um, so that's uh, still steep, um, but it's dry hill country. So we just we just contrast in the environment there. It's exciting where this can go. Let's talk when you uh, around uh, hill country and natives. Straight away, farmers' minds are well. Where's the potential for carbon credits? But also when it's being grazed, how would that work? Yeah. So. Um, 
Natives are certainly a, a potential use for steep, um, remote hill country. Uh, the traditional use for these areas is probably being you know, put up into Pinus radiata, small woodlots and things. But uh, unless you've got a lot of scale uh, and it's not too far uh, in terms of transport, um, you know, it may not be viable, economically viable, just to, to harvest a lot of these you know, remote sites. So if we want to put it into woody vegetation, then native shrubs are an option. Um, they certainly cost a lot more than, than um, Pinus radiata, which is, a, which is an issue for most farmers. That, you know, cash, cash income is always a, a limiting factor. Um, now, that woody vegetation will provide good control of erosion. We know that. Um, manuka um, and a number of those other early successional shrubs um, are are proven to be able to keep hillsides up on the hillside. Um, and one of the things we'd like to be able to do, just we just want to assess whether farmers can potentially use these uh, areas planted natives as a sort of a refuge. Um, and that includes you know, grazing them when, um, you know, when say, summer drought means that pasture availability and pasture quality isn't isn't quite there. So um, we, we're just assessing the feasibility of that. We certainly don't want to put these new plantings at risk because they are so expensive. Um, so we're just trying to get a, an idea of how we go about managing them to make sure that we get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and the best of both worlds, I could imagine, would include the nutritional value of the natives as an alternative forage. Uh, what about any anti-parasitic qualities? What sort of uh, nutrient and uh, dietary stuff elements came out of it for sheep? We we can um, we can comfortably say that uh, the quality or the digestibility of of the, the foliage in these shrubs is um, going to be better than um, pasture uh, over the summertime. Um, it's it's quite high. Um, for example, the metabolizable energy content of of the foliage of most of these shrubs was sort of in the eleven to twelve bracket, which is um, similar to high quality pasture. Um, Protein content was a little bit low, um, but um, so long as we're not feeding animals on uh, these shrubs for long periods of time, um, we can get away with that. Um, we've had a, a little bit of a look at um, the potential uh, impact on internal parasites. Um, we, we did that uh, in a lab-based study, and early indications are that, um, we, that none of these shrubs do have any anthelmintic properties, which is... Um, it's not unusual, but um, still, it's worthwhile having a look. The big uh, one on the table at the moment, James, is around methane. What about uh, the methane difference between pasture as opposed to grazing on native shrubs? Any findings there? Yep, we had, we had a look at um, production of methane um, during um, fermentation using um, rumen fluid collected from uh, animals. And um, essentially, um, we were getting methane production from the shrubs, which was very similar to what you would get from uh, grazing pasture. Uh, so no more, no less. So no surprises, but no benefits either. What about financial benefits? Uh, particularly, as you said there, that insurance over the, the summer dry period uh, certainly kicks in, but then it costs a lot to establish as well. Yep. Um, the, the, probably the best opportunity to generate income directly from these shrubs, of course, is from uh, carbon credits. 
Now, uh, at current prices, um, yeah, I think it, it's possible to actually make a return uh, on on the planting of, of these steep erosion-prone areas and shrubs. Um, current prices around $80. It fluctuates all the time, but, you know, it's um, it's not projected to, to go down at any time soon. So, um, yeah, claiming carbon credits is definitely a source of uh, potential income. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your and your team's research with regards to uh, resilient forages in the hill country being a future alternative uh, forage on natives for our sheep. This is part of a wider podcast series of Hill Country Futures Partnership Program, which is a wrap of the $8.1 million research program co-funded by Beef and Lamb New Zealand, Ministry for Business, Innovation and Employment, PGG Rights and Seeds and Seed Force New Zealand. For more information, visit hillcountryfutures.co.nz and of course the Beef and Lamb New Zealand Knowledge Hub is huge with heaps of resources online as well. Namahi nui.